Hi, I'm Dr. Jan Jaffer, and this is Got Teeth. So today I'm talking with Dr. Mangela Reddy. Uh, Mangela's been a partner of mine for, well, coming up to 10 years now, a little, maybe a little longer than 10 years. We've known each other for a little longer than that. And uh, we're chatting today about the mouth-body connection. You know, one of the important things that we hear a lot about in the world right now is how is the mouth connected to the rest of their body? Is there even a connection between the mouth and the rest of the body? You know, Mangela, walk me through this a little bit. What is the connection between oral health and the rest of our body's health? So when you think about getting healthy, you probably don't think about your oral health as much as your your overall health. You know, you're going to you're going to hit the gym, you're going to exercise more, you're going to eat healthier, but are you going to floss more? Are you going to go see your dentist regularly? And so, if I say to you the majority of the population have a cardiovascular disease or diabetes, you would think that was totally unacceptable. Yet, over 50% of the population have some sort of gum disease, uh, which triggers illness and disease throughout the whole body. So, the mouth contains bacteria like the rest of the body, and most of it is harmless, but some can actually cause diseases. So your oral health can offer clues about your overall health. Interesting. And so how do I, what would I see? Like what, because I know we hear about different problems and you hear people have periodontitis or gum disease or all gingivitis. Explain to me, what, like, what is that? What, what is happening when we hear these large words that get thrown around in dentistry? Um, well, gum disease is a condition where the tissue that surrounds the teeth become inflamed due to certain infections by certain bacteria in the mouth. So the gums become swollen, they become red, they get infected. Uh, you know, you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you spit the toothpaste out and you see blood. Or some people actually wake up in the morning and they spit out and they see blood without even brushing their teeth. Um, you also have halitosis, which is bad breath. So the mild form of gum disease is called gingivitis, but there's a more serious form, an advanced condition, that's called periodontitis. And that's where the, there's a big infection that damages the soft tissue that holds the tooth in the mouth and literally destroys the bone that surrounds the tissue. Interesting. So, you know, if I floss my teeth and I see a little bit of blood, that's not normal? No. Okay. So there should be no blood at all when you're brushing or flossing It's not normal, teeth. nor is it acceptable. Okay. Interesting. And so does it affect the rest of the body? Like, is there a connection between that gum disease that you just chatted about? So we have this infection happening in our mouth. How does it affect the rest of the body? So surrounding each tooth is a very tight girdle of fibers. And in a healthy individual, the seal is tight, so there's no infection going from the mouth to the rest of the body. But when there's an infection present in the gums, the, the seal is weakened, and elements from the mouth are now able to get into the bloodstream. When this happens, it's quite serious. So you can equate it to having a big cut in your, in your arm. So you have a deep cut, bacteria gets into that cut, and now the bacteria has a way to get to the rest of the body. That can really end up compromising your immune system. So once the seal is broken, bacteria can travel throughout the body, and there's three ways this can happen. And one is infection. So bacteria get from the mouth, travels to any other site, causing infection. Other, another way is through injury. The, the bacteria often turns into something else like a protein or an exotoxin, and that can end up injuring the tissue in the body. And the last way is inflammation. So when bacteria enters the bloodstream, the body's response to this invasion is with an immune response and it raises your body temperature and produces an inflammatory reaction. 
And if you have persistent gum disease, this bacteria is constantly getting into the blood, causing chronic inflammation. And inflammation is one of those things that, you know, I, I think we hear about a lot in the news in terms of, you know, we need to decrease the body's inflammation. And we're talking about, you know, different ways of doing it. It's interesting because I don't think we often hear about, you know, taking care of the mouth to help decrease the body's inflammation. Because usually we're talking about the foods that we're eating are causing inflammatory responses and all the rest. So, um so interesting to hear how important that is to, to actually to take care of that. I know that, uh, you know, one of the connections that we do chat about is that the mouth, the next place the mouth reaches is technically the gut. And so there's such a connection between the mouth and the gut and how, how those things are happening. So what conditions can be linked to oral health? So I graduated over 20 years ago. And in school, we started learning about the mouth-body connection. At that time, it was quite controversial, and there weren't a lot of studies that connected the mouth to the rest of the body. But you fast forward to 2019, and there's numerous studies that show the correlation between the mouth and the body. And one is cardiovascular disease. So a heart attack is triggered by the blockage of one of the arteries that supply oxygen-rich blood to the heart tissue. Mm -hmm. um, occlusion or blockage of these arteries is now not only known to be caused by bad cholesterol, which we all know about, but also by the migration and entrapment of oral of certain types of oral bacteria. The connection isn't fully understood, but some research is suggesting that heart disease, clogged arteries, and stroke might be linked to inflammation and infection of the oral bacteria in the mouth. Another one is endocarditis. So endocarditis is the an infection of the inner lining of the heart chamber. So an infection in in the rest of the body, can, the, the bacteria can find its way from the mouth even to the lining of the heart chamber and cause an infection. Another one is pregnancy and birth complications. Yeah, so I think this is one that you hear a little bit about. A little okay, bit there's, about. There's some information about that. So tell me a more little controversial. Okay. So back in the day, we used to say, don't go to the dentist when you're pregnant. Wait till after baby and then go back for your regular hygiene. And there's still some medical doctors out there who still recommend this to ladies who are pregnant. And the problem with that are there, there's been numerous studies that have linked periodontitis to premature birth or low birth weight. And in fact, have also shown a risk to the moms of having high blood pressure or some sort of kidney problems. So it's very important. We actually do end up seeing ladies who are pregnant more often in the office if they present with bleeding in the mouth, just to reduce that, that risk. Interesting. So instead of actually seeing them less, we might actually be seeing them more than the average patient to make sure that their health is, is, is taken care of. And I think that that's really important as, you know, when women are having babies or pregnant, you know, they're doing everything they can to get healthy. And so this is one of those other things that, that's important for them to do. For sure. Anything else? Um, another one is rheumatoid arthritis. So rheumatoid arthritis is a chronic in condition of the immune system. Um, the inflammation which causes this form of joint disease is basically caused by the body reacting to itself. And so high levels of total body uh, inflammation worsens the condition of rheumatoid arthritis. Some studies have indicated that the cause of the inflammation may be due to certain types of oral bacteria. So that's interesting too. As you go through all of this, I mean, it looks like it all comes back to inflammation. The inflammation that's, you know, inflammation and infection that happens, you know, in anywhere of the body is connected to the rest of the body. And, and I think that that's really important for, for people to understand because if you had an infection in your leg, 
you would want to take care of it. Or if you had an open wound anywhere on your body, you would want to take care of it. And the mouth is no different than any other part of your body. It needs to be taken care of to uh, to help lower that inflammation. So that's actually really quite interesting. Um, any other you know conditions that could affect your oral health? For sure. Um, diabetes, for example, by reducing the body's resistance to infection, diabetes actually puts your gums at risk. And so the gum disease appears to be more frequent and severe in people who have diabetes. Research is showing that people who have gum disease have a harder time controlling their blood sugar levels. And more recent studies have now shown elevated amounts of oral bacteria can actually raise blood sugar and cause uh, inflammation of the beta cells in the pancreas. I don't know much about it, but research is coming out showing this. So when we see a patient with diabetes, um, we automatically consider them moderate to high risk, depending on how their mouth presents, and we get them in in our clinics more often than not. Patients that have HIV or AIDS are more prone to very painful oral uh, mucosal lesions um, that we see in the mouth that are hard to control. Osteoporosis is another one. Uh, It's a bone weakening disease that's linked with periodontal bone loss and tooth loss. And certain drugs that we prescribe to patients for osteoporosis have a small risk of causing potential destruction of the bone in the jaw if they were to have an extraction. Interesting. And Alzheimer's disease is another one. The worsening of the oral health is usually seen as the Alzheimer's disease progresses. So there's there's a lot of studies going on right now. Um, you know, we can talk about lung cancer. We can talk about different types of cancer. Um, there's eating disorders. There's some immune disorders like Shrogan's where you have dry mouth. All of it's connected to the to the mouth. So I think you know, and and, and I think it's really interesting to see that is that we just have to look at the body as a single a single entity as opposed to the mouth being you know or the head being connected differently to the rest of the body. And because we could see that there's a two way street. It's you know some of the stuff that's going on in the body can affect the mouth. Some of the stuff that's going on in the mouth can affect the body. And so I think you know that information that you've just given us is is really important in helping people understand that there is a connection and that we just want to be, we want to keep our eyes and ears open and understand that there's a connection so that we can, you know, do the best that we can to take care of our our total health, not just one area. So if I notice that I'm having some issues, if I know there's stuff going on, you know, what can I do to make this better so that I am taking care of my oral health as well as I'm taking care of the rest of my body? Many people have gum disease. Um, They have bleeding gums, they have bad breath, their gums are swollen and red but they actually don't have corresponding inflammation in the rest of the body. Only those that are susceptible to periodontal disease have systemic issues. So the big question is, who is susceptible to this disease? Uh, When we meet patients, we, we go through their medical history, but we also ask them about their family history. Do your parents suffer from heart disease? Do they have diabetes? Did your grandparents have recession? Did they lose their teeth at an early age? Why do you think they lost their teeth? We go through a comprehensive medical um, examination to figure out their their systemic risk factors. We also look at extrinsic factors. Are you a heavy smoker or are you a smoker? Do you vape? Do you use chewing tobacco? Those cause periodontal disease as well. And the newest way we, we we can screen for the intrinsic factors is bacteria saliva testing. So we test the saliva in your mouth for specific types of bacteria that causes gum infection. So it's critical to, ma- to minimize the chronic inflammation response in the body. You know, obviously we go through oral hygiene instructions, brush twice a day for two minutes a day, invest in uh, electric toothbrush. We know it's far more superior than a manual toothbrush, floss every day, 
if you're not going to floss, at least invest in a water pick because that's going to be important. One thing that we probably don't recommend as much as we should is after you have a meal, rinse your mouth out. Get rid of all those food particles. Um, people who, who take certain medication for depression or heart disease or high blood pressure, they have a reduction in salivary flow due to the medication. Saliva is very important because it um, pushes the food out of the teeth, but also saliva negates the, um, the harmful effects that is produced by the bacteria, the acids in the mouth, it neutralizes that. So any reduction in saliva is going to cause an issue. Um, obviously, we say change your toothbrush once, once in a while, um, schedule regular dental checkups and, and reduce or actually eliminate your tobacco use. But it's much more than all that. It's much more than just brushing and flossing. So here for us at Trek, it's all about preventing that breakdown of the girdle that I was talking about around the tooth. Um, avoiding infection means the girdle stays tight and the pathway to the rest of the body remains closed. As a new patient, um, during a new patient experience, we go through a checklist to examine every part of the mouth. So as I told you, we, we, we ask about the medical history, we, we go through the medications you're on, we talk about your family history, but also we, we have our hygienists do a periodontal probing of, of each patient. So there's six points in the tooth that we measure and we record that. And then we record the recession that's presenting on every tooth. And we add those two numbers up and that's the attachment loss. That's exactly what we're looking for. We also check for mobility, we check for bleeding, uh, we check for frication levels, and we do this yearly because we need that data to determine what, how to treat the patient. So our dentists look at the bone levels on the radiographs and they take into the consideration the, or the report that the hygienist gives you. Also, we look at the medical history and the risk factors of the patient. So together, we will all make a decision on the patient's level of care. Do we refer out to a specialist? Do we refer to a periodontist who's a specialist who deals with gums? Do we put the patient on a laser therapy? So we provide laser-assisted periodontal therapy, and what that does is it removes the bacteria that's sitting deep in the pocket where you can't reach and zaps the bacteria to lessen the load. We get the patients in every three to four months to re remove that biofilm around the teeth to help reduce your risk. Or do we just simply have you back for six-month recare and hygiene, the low-risk patient? Yeah, so I guess it really depends on what we're what you're seeing, right? So I think in, in in these situations, I mean, I think it's interesting to see, but there's a lot of different factors that we can look at to help diagnose where the patient falls and and what's important to them, and it should be, you know, individual as opposed to just the the regular, you know, see the dentist once or twice a year, brush once or twice a day for a couple of minutes and floss. You know, there there it is. A, it is personal. Everybody has a different mouth and a different body and a different way of dealing with things. So I think that that's really interesting to see that, you know, dentistry has gotten to a point where we're creating plans for individuals. We're not just creating a plan that maybe a toothpaste company came up with a number of years ago in terms of what's best to take care of our teeth. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for your information. I think this is great. I think that, you know, we want to learn more and more about the connection between the mouth and the body and make sure that we're taking care of all aspects of our overhealth. So thanks again for your help. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. If you would like more information, please check out our website at www.trekdental.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trek Dental.